Welcome to Three Triple Z's Stories of Community Resilience podcast, highlighting ways that culturally and linguistically diverse communities work together to overcome challenging times. My name is Eamon Sayed and welcome to another episode of the Stories of Community Resilience podcast by Three Triple Z. Uh, on this episode of the show, I'll be speaking with Fadilla about her experience of resilience and in particular what her existence is like being a woman and person of color. Before I start, I want to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land and recognize that as we capture stories here today, the indigenous people have been storytelling on this land for thousands of years. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome, Fadilla. Hi, thank you for welcoming me to the show. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here. Um, we obviously work very close together, you being the uh, producer of the, the Ad Love podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find the topic um, very interesting and I always love having these conversations with you uh, outside of these projects, but it's great to have you on board for, for the project. Um, so I wanted to start by talking about uh, the time that you started becoming aware of your existence as a woman and as a person of color. Mm. Well, I guess living in the community that we grew up in, very, I guess it was a very marginalized community. And I didn't realize how different I was until I started interacting with people outside of my bubble outside of my circle and that included you know people that weren't of color um people that I met in uni people that I work with and um the the way that I was treated amongst people that looked like me and the way I was treated amongst people that didn't look like me was a very very um interesting experience how like what Mm. were some of the things that you were noticing well, it was mostly things regarding microaggressions and the things people would say regarding what I wore. I'm visibly Muslim. I wear a hijab and people would make certain comments about what I wore. And, and it mostly came from a place of ignorance, not malice. But um, And certain things, comments like that didn't necessarily offend me, but it did open my eyes a little bit. Um, to the difference in my identity in contrast to others. And um, I studied and I worked in a field that was predominantly white, even probably could even say predominantly male. So these, I was very much a fish out of water and um, I very much stood out and that's... um, and that's not easy, even in the best of circumstances. Um, it can get very lonely. Um, you know, I've been um, in design and art for the last 10 or so years. And and I guess 10 years ago, we would not be having this conversation about diversity. We would not be having this conversation about being a person of colour on a platform like this and um it's definitely been an uphill battle something a a battle that I felt like I was fighting alone um up until recently 
so before you got to the point where you're at now, mm. which uh, I'm guessing is much more knowledgeable and mm. much more um, in-depth in terms of like mm. some of the problems and some of mm. the solutions, just going back to that time mm. that you started experiencing those uh, microaggressions and the, I guess, almost like an alienation, mm. um, like what, how were you responding and what were some of the like responses you had mm. like physically, verbally, like what were some of the... Like, how were you reacting to that treatment um, mm. 10 years ago? Well, I was very young. I was straight, you know, I was in uni. I was straight out of uni. And I was, I, the the experience of being isolated was very new to me. And my reaction was, came from a place of um, um, fear of making other people uncomfortable so I would brush things off even if they bothered me. I would disregard certain comments and I wouldn't address them directly. And it's I fought so hard to be a part of this space that I didn't want to ro- ro- rock the boat or do anything to disturb that in particular. And I, I just didn't want to make trouble so I just kept things to myself and I and I pretty much yeah made myself a more a more agreeable I guess person of color just just so I could earn my place Mm. within this space within the art space within the design space Um, and that's pretty much been my experience. Can you tell me a little bit more about the journey from where you were to where you are now? Hmm where i was when i f- when i first started my journey was was definitely a position of survival and i wasn't i wasn't confident in myself not not in my skill as an artist or my vision i wasn't confident in myself as a person as a human I didn't feel like I had a right to sort of exist in this space that I felt like I had no place in. And I I didn't feel like, I felt like I had to be invited into that space. I didn't feel like I, I could earn that space within my own right, if that makes sense. And... A lot of a lot of that came from a place of fear and I operated like that for a while and um and you do that for so long in your career it starts trickling down into your personal life um the way the behavior the mentality it doesn't exist you it doesn't exist in a, in isolation to your career or your work it starts infiltrating other parts of your life and I started to notice that in my relationships I started to notice that in my personal life um and everything just started mirroring that because my my work is takes a huge portion of my life um and it did for a while I was very I was a very much career-driven person because I fought so hard to get into the line of work that I have and I fought so hard to earn 
my place in this industry as a POC and as a woman and I I and I didn't I would never have imagined that I would be in a position I am now this is like probably if you had told me that I would be working in a in the biggest industry in, in the world working for the oldest airline in the country in the world even I would I would call you crazy like this like what I'm my reality right now is was a fantasy five years ago and that's I say that because um I never imagined as a when I was young I never imagined I would live an extraordinary life you know I I lived as if I lived a life where I thought I would hit certain milestones I would follow a path that was paved for me essentially and never did I think I would stray from that path and to get here has been a mission a fulfilling mission but it wasn't easy and yes I would say my position now is probably coming from a place of confidence because of those struggles because of what I've experienced and it it made me stronger but it also made me more aware and it made me more informed and it made me more proactive about my approach as opposed to reactive. I was um, at this point I'm like learning how to sort of um, exercise a little bit more critical thinking in the way I respond to certain um, certain people, certain um, situations. And when I was younger, I didn't have that because I had no no one to turn to, I had no role model, I had no one had been where I had been. Um, so I had to learn and I made mistakes and I made mistakes that, you know, that I'm still learning from to this day and um and I'm grateful for that I'm so so grateful and you know I used to think that I used to think I used to regret reacting I used to regret the being the young person that I was because I felt that she was so young and she was stupid and so naive but now I'm I look back and I'm like she's she's a survivor like she's she was a little pocket rocket she you know she fought those battles so I could be here and I'm like so like it's weird to think of your younger self as like a separate person but I'm so like proud of her and I'm so thankful for her and that's that would be that that would be the difference between the beginning of my journey and now do you have some words of advice for other women uh, or people of colour who find themselves in similar situations now. Um, You've given some advice, I guess, indirectly Mm. in terms of like how you grew and used those experiences to create like a positive experience for yourself. Mm. But do you have any direct advice for those that might find themselves in the same situation? You are entitled respect. You don't have to earn it. You're a human being and you're entitled to the respect that others should be giving you. And 
be unapologetic and have conviction and if you believe that you have a, you deserve to be in the position that you're in then that's all you need you don't need other people's validation and again be be very very unapologetic um and fake it till you make it <laughs> <laughs> Well, Fadila, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your experiences. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. This has been a story of community resilience by 3ZZZ. Thank you for listening. Want to gain more podcast experience? Have you got a story to share? For more information, email podcasts at 3 zzz.com.au